everyone, and welcome back to Byrne Foreman's podcast series. My name is Beth Shirley, and I'm a partner in the firm's Birmingham office. We are excited to continue with our series on e-signatures. In this episode, we will be discussing the use of remote e-notarization during the current COVID pandemic. For this discussion, I am joined by my partner, Jay Price. Jay Price is a partner in Byrne Foreman's commercial lending and banking practice group. For over 20 years, he has represented lenders in a wide range of commercial finance transactions, including commercial real estate loans for projects throughout the nation. Jay, thank you for speaking with me on this podcast today as we talk about recent developments with remote online notarization during the current COVID-19 outbreak. My pleasure, Beth. I think most of our listeners are familiar with executing a document in the presence of a notary public. Can you tell us what is meant by e-notarization and remote online notarization? Are these the same thing? Really, we're talking about two different things, Beth. With e-notarization, the notary witnesses the signer's electronic signature to a document, and then the notary acknowledges that signature by attaching electronic seal. The main thing to remember here is you still have the notary and the signer in the same physical location presumably in front of the same computer screen. With remote online notarization, it's a little different. Here, the notary is not required to be physically in the same place as the signer. Instead, you have a video conference of some type where the notary confirms the identity of the signer and witnesses the document signature by video. Now, you can have a remote notarization session that involves e-notarization where a electronic seal is used by the notary, but you can also have a notary that will affix an original wet seal to a document, perhaps after the remote notarization session, or maybe to a counterpart of that document, depending on what state law permits. There seems to have been a good bit of interest in remote notarization with COVID-19. What are you seeing in the market? Well, definitely with all the social distancing and stay-at-home orders, you know, you have a lot more issues with notarization. It really doesn't affect a person's ability to receive emails and print documents or review documents. But when you start having to have a third party come in to notarize a document, it can be problematic. Most people are probably using notaries that were available at their work or maybe at their attorney's office or a bank branch. Now, most of these offices are closed and everyone's trying to avoid unnecessary contact with each other. So as we try to keep transactions closing while people are working remotely, the remote notarization concept is definitely a helpful option. So I guess we're lucky to have remote notarization across the nation, and this is an easy fix, right? Or is it state by state? Unfortunately, it's not that easy. Notaries are state officials and are authorized and limited by state statute. As of mid-March, when we essentially went into lockdown, only about 12 states had remote notary statutes in effect. Even in these states, the statutes are relatively new and some require existing notaries to file applications to become remote notaries and to complete specific training. Also, many of the statutes require notaries to contract with third-party vendors who provide the remote notarization video platforms. Many notaries in these states had not yet satisfied all of these requirements because there had not been a surge in demand for remote notarization before COVID-19. So while the statutes were already in place in these states, remote notarization was not necessarily readily available at the outset of COVID-19. 
As for the rest of the states, remote notarization was simply not permitted. So what we have seen over the last several weeks are numerous executive orders by governors temporarily authorizing remote notarization for the first time in some cases, or in other cases, relaxing the requirements of the existing statutes. While the executive orders clearly allow remote notarization, many of the orders lack details. In some cases, subsequent orders provide more guidance or secretaries of state have published rules for notaries. In other cases, though, the notaries are flying a little bit blind. In addition to the activity at the state level, I want to point out that federal legislation has been introduced in Congress for remote notarization. The intent is to provide a basic framework for remote notarization in all states and then let the state supplement that framework as locally desired. The legislation was introduced and publicized as an emergency fix to keep transactions moving during the COVID-19 crisis. That said, several weeks have gone by now without any real movement. The federal solution may eventually materialize, but is not currently available. All that said, for the time being, most states currently permit some form of remote online notarization, either by statute or emergency order. So you said some form of remote online notarization. Are there differences across the states? Yes, there are a good number of differences across states. You see everything from bare bones emergency authorizations to very detailed statutes and guidance from secretaries of state. While not all inclusive, here are a few of the major issues we've been looking at. Firstly, clearly remote notarization requires some form of audio video conferencing, but there are differences across states on the minimum requirements. On the one hand, particularly with many emergency orders, any real-time two-way video conferencing works. This might include FaceTime, Zoom, or any other conferencing platforms out there. On the other hand, most enacted statutes, some of the emergency orders, and the proposed federal legislation all require that the notary enter into a contract with a third-party vendor and use the platforms provided by that vendor for remote notarization. Some benefits of these platforms include added security features, multi-factor identification, and providing more uniformity to the notary video sessions. The main problem right now, though, is that with COVID-19 and the sudden increase in demand for remote notarization, the third-party vendors are swamped with requests for quotes and contracts. We are hearing that some of these companies have two-week backlogs for new customers. So if a notary did not already have their vendor contract in place before the lockdown, they may experience delays in getting that set up and may not have an immediate solution to provide for closings. Here, I do want to point out one thing. I'm mainly talking about the steps that a notary must take so that they can perform remote notarization. For example, this might be a notary from your law firm or company. If your in-house notary cannot immediately satisfy the state requirements to perform remote notarization, there are online services that provide not only the platform, but also the actual notary for the video session. If you can get access to those services, again, facing backlogs with the potential issues with the vendors, that may offer you a solution. As I'll discuss in a moment, though, you could still run into issues in multi-state transactions. Next, some states have requirements for recording of video sessions as well as retention requirements. 
you might have a state not requiring recording at all, but another state requiring the notary retain recording for up to 10 years. Some states require that a document being executed reference the emergency order permitting the remote notarization. And some other states may require changes to the form of notary acknowledgement. There are also different requirements for the length of time the notary has to sign and seal the document after the video session. One state may allow up to 10 days after the video session, while one emergency order requires same-day notarization, which can be problematic. Lastly, as I alluded to before, we are seeing issues come up in multi-state transactions. These are closings where the signer may be in one state, the notary in another state, Perhaps the document being signed is a mortgage being recorded in a third state. Clearly, the notary is limited by the law of the state in which he or she is physically located. Some states specifically permit notaries to remotely notarize signatures occurring outside the notary's state. Sometimes the state may require that the underlying transaction is somehow related to the notary's state. For example, the state where the mortgage is being recorded. On the other hand, some states only allow a notary to remotely notarize a document when the signer is physically located in the same state as the notary. So let's say you need a document remotely notarized for recording in Florida, but you do not have access to a remote notary in Florida. If you use a notary provided by a third-party vendor, they may provide you with a notary from Texas or Virginia, states generally allowing notaries to notarize out-of-state signatures. This works under the law of the state that the notary is located in. But does it work for the law where the, both the signer is located and where the mortgage is being recorded? That's the potential issue. Thanks, Jay. That's helpful. Um, are there any remote notary issues with respect to the recording of documents and real estate closings? That is a very good question. Most states require signatures for such documents to be notarized. Otherwise, they will be rejected by the recording office. This is often the main reason notaries are needed in closings. These documents are recorded in the county recording offices that often have their own local rules and practices, and perhaps technological limitations. Traditionally, county recorders have required an original signed document with wet signatures and either an embossed notary seal or a wet notary stamp for recording. As you move away from an original executed document and try to record documents with e-signatures or electronic notary seals, or with the signatures and notary acknowledgments broken up onto separate counterparts, or with the notary acknowledgment stating that the notarization occurred remotely under another state's laws, certain counties may refuse to record. Additionally, we have run into situations where the county recorder is willing to record the remotely notarized real estate document, but the title company is not willing to provide title insurance. We had one recent deal where we were trying to record a mortgage amendment in Florida that was signed in Alabama and remotely notarized by an Alabama notary under Alabama's emergency order. First, the title agent did not like that the remotely notarized document, which clearly indicated that it had been remotely notarized, had a wet notary seal. Even though the Alabama emergency order requires the document to be delivered to the notary following the remote notary session for original signature and seal, 
Then the title agent's next argument was that the remote notarization had to be done in accordance with Florida law. But how is that supposed to work if the signatory is located in Alabama? Because the Alabama notary has to abide by Alabama law. Finally, the title agent stated that the title company was not ensuring any documents notarized under an emergency order in any state, as the validity of such orders were in question until challenged. Now, if that's the case, which makes all the other arguments moot, then as a practical matter, remote notarization under emergency orders may not work for real estate transactions. Even though the intent is to keep transactions closing, this is not possible if the title companies will simply not ensure title. What's interesting is remember that this is a situation where everyone is fine if the notary is physically in person and assuming that the notary is doing what they should be doing with respect to verifying identification, witnessing the signature, and otherwise complying with applicable law. But apparently, the title company is having issues when all that is being done on video, and there is even a recording of the video as required by the Alabama order, and the notary has to retain that video for five years. You have to remember, with a normal in-person notarization, there is no recording. And with an emergency order that's requiring it to be recorded and the recording to be saved, you actually have evidence on video that the actual person signed the document and the identification was verified by the notary. That said, for some reason, the title companies may not be willing to rely upon the notary acknowledgement if it's under an emergency order. Yeah. With these issues that you've pointed out, do you have any recommendations for notaries or other participants in remote closings? First of all, I'd like to point out that notaries just really have to be familiar with what's going on in their state. This is really always the case for notaries, and I think sometimes the notaries take that for granted, but they are a sworn officer that has to abide by the state laws, and you know, to the extent you have emergency orders authorizing new activity, they definitely need to understand what they're doing. Secondly, like we talked about, if you are involved in a closing where a document needs to be recorded, you really need to find out on the front end whether the local recorder or the title company is going to have any issues with remote notarization. So you may want to show them ahead of time what you're planning on doing and what your document's going to look like. Thirdly, you know, to the extent we're dealing with emergency orders, I believe the notaries really have to be careful and realize when these orders expire or how long they're in effect. And particularly right now, we're seeing you know a lot of questions about when states are going to open back up. And if they do open back up, we may have to look and see which, if any of the orders that were passed or issued by the governors, to what extent they aren't in effect anymore. Again, the notaries just really need to know what their limits are under state law. Lastly, just as a bit of practical advice from participating in some of these sessions, Sometimes the trick is getting everyone online for the video session. As more people work remotely, the general population is getting more used to technology and some of these programs, but you can still run into glitches. Sometimes the notary or attorney may feel like a help desk in trying to help everyone get on the video session and in getting signatures scanned in and circulating them to complete the closing. I find that having some clear written instructions on the front end that you can send to people participating in the remote notary session uh, is very helpful 
Uh, they can raise questions beforehand. Uh, if they have problems accessing apps or computer programs, they can let you know. And basically, it just helps troubleshoot some things before you get on the session. And it can save you time in the long run. Thanks, Jay. That's helpful. I see we're running out of time. I guess one last question. Once we get through COVID-19, do you think there will still be as much interest in remote notarization? While access to live notaries should no longer be an issue, I expect more states will enact full remote notarization statutes. With more fully enacted statutes, hopefully the notaries will have more guidance than with the emergency orders, and both county recorders and title companies will be more comfortable with remote notarization across different states. Even without an ongoing pandemic, People are regularly working remotely away from their offices, and sometimes they find themselves in remote areas without easy access to a notary. Remote notarization can be a very helpful tool for closing transactions if we can work out some of the issues we've discussed, and I expect we'll start to see them more regularly even after things get back to normal. Thank you, Jay. We hope this discussion was useful and provided some takeaways you can bring back to your company. If you have questions or need advice regarding the use of e-signatures for your business, you can reach Jay at jprice at burr.com. That's J-P-R-I-C-E at B-U-R-R dot com. Thank you again for joining us.